Welcome to the weekend wrap up. This is Zoe, the intern here at KLRC. Maybe you're like me and you don't catch everything on the air, but that doesn't mean you have to miss out. I'm sharing highlights from Mark and Christie's morning show, Middays with Isaac and Robert, and The Drive Home with Anson and Kara. Let's see what they've been up to this week. Here's a positive difference story that I thought was incredibly special. So Mark, this farmer, his name is Lee Wilson. Okay. He's from Kansas. All right. Good Kansas farmer. Yeah. Mr. Wilson, isn't that such a farmer's name? (laughs) It's a great, yes. You know, got some vegetables from Mr. Wilson's, Uh you know, farm. Well, (laughs) Mr. Wilson, he and his wife, they are celebrating 50 years of marriage. That's awesome. Which that's amazing in and of itself. That should be a positive different Mm -hmm. story. Um, And here's one thing he knows about his wifey. Is that her favorite flower is a sunflower. Okay. And which I love sunflowers. Yeah. I mean, they're one of my favorites too. Just they're the beautiful. name. Just the name sunflower makes you smile. Right? Uh-huh. Well, he asks his son to help plant sunflowers in honor of his wife for their 50th. Okay. And which super thoughtful. Yeah. Right? Creative. Well, he didn't just plant 10 or 12 or even 30 or 40 sunflowers. Uh-huh. He and his son, in secret, okay, on part of their farm. Now they have a big farm. Yeah, they planted acres of sunflowers and acres and acres of sunflowers. How about eighty acres? Wow, of sunflowers. That's massive. Yeah, and she had no idea this was going on. Okay, okay. they started it in May, and here comes their anniversary. He surprises her. He walks her out into the field. It did not say this, but I'm assuming that he blindfolded her. I would I, think. I would think. you got to keep the surprise So we're just going to pretend like he did, okay? okay? Like we know this. Yeah. And he reveals to her the fields. 80 and, acres of sunflowers. Yeah. And as far as she could see, every surrounding her, all directions, is just sunflowers. She's right in the middle. And uh, now tourists are coming from all over the world. To see. To see the 80 acres of sunflowers, and they are just moved by just the fact that he did this for his wife, like mm-hmm. the love there. And, and she said it could not have been a more perfect anniversary gift. And I just thought, man, that is an example we can all live by right there. You know, um, that's what love's all about, right, yeah. Mark? And Figuring out what's going to be meaningful to them. Yeah, and I would say that's the reason they've made it 50 years. Yeah, because you know this isn't the first time he's done a gift. Yeah. Most guys don't go from, like, zero to 100 like that. you got to learn something along the way. Yeah, and I would just say whenever you've been married for 50 years and you still have that drive to be mm-hmm. romantic and, and make your wife feel seen, Yeah, there's something super special about that to mm-hmm. me. And because usually a lot of... Couples will just be like, yeah, we've, we've, drift into like we've been married 50 years. Granted. She knows I love her. He knows I love him. Right. Um, but there's something about those little intentional moments. And that's not little. Yeah. But it just gives you an idea of the heart behind Farmer Wilson mm-hmm. and his love for his bride. That even after 50 years, he would go out in secret and, and plant 80 sunflowers. Did you wish she could have seen the look on her face when she first saw it, too? Oh, I can't imagine. You know, that's all he was looking forward to, too, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Anyway, Worth I just it. thought this farmer understands the value and importance of showing your partner, your wife, love. And that is amazing. Yeah.
It's our positive difference story of the day today. It just so happens that today is my one-year wedding anniversary, which is something I am struggling to believe. Struggling to believe that a whole year has gone by. Time just flies so fast. I feel like I can remember everything so vividly like it was yesterday. It's just crazy, and I know I'm going to blink and the years will fly by. And I am hopeful that my husband and I will make it to 50 years because it's just so beautiful. But we all know that relationships take work. People are messy and we get into conflicts. That is why I love what Mark and Christy had to say about that. So Mark, I found this article that I just want to post on, like blow it up in a huge massive poster and put it in my house somewhere. Uh, Okay. This must be good. Yeah. It's just talking about healthy relationships. Okay. And one, there's so many points. Yeah. Um, But one of the the things on here, and it reminds me a little bit about Chaplain Justin, what he has said, like relationships that are long lasting and healthy. Uh, It's, you know, people say, what's the key to a good relationship? They'll say communication. Mm -hmm. And it's really not. It's, it's the ability to resolve conflict. So it's conflict resolution. And he was saying the number one bonder in relationships is conflict. Yeah, being able to work through it. Being able to work through it. Hmm. So conflict actually gives you the best opportunity to bond and grow in a relationship. And so one of the points on this thing is talking about the hard stuff. It says when we avoid our problems, we allow the opportunity for them to grow and leak out in other ways. And healthy couples rarely avoid hard topics. Instead, they make time to discuss them and explore concrete, Mm. concrete solutions. And it's not always easy, but it's always necessary. So talking about the hard stuff is is super important, but that's just one of the, the main yeah. points on this deal. I'm serious. I'm going to, I may blow this share up some more of these posted in my house, but that's a, like the, talk about a great place to start. Mm-hmm. Like if you were going to do anything in a relationship, mm-hmm. if you committed to say, we're not going to avoid we're we're going to talk about the hard stuff. Yeah. And it seems like, especially with couples, usually, you know, you have one that's the withdrawer or the avoider, and then you got the other the one, pursuer. that's the pursuer. Uh-huh. And both of them usually, I mean, I think we found this, Tiff and I even came into it, uh, we're both different at it and we both weren't good at it. You know, like yeah. I, I was the pursuer, but I, like I over pursued, didn't know to give space and time, you know, couldn't be oh, just okay with some tension for a little bit. Uh-huh. She was just the withdrawer and could withdraw forever <laughs> if I she see. needed to, right? Yeah. Like, we just, we were young, we didn't know. And it just reminds me like one's not better than the other. You can be really healthy or unhealthy mm-hmm. in both of them. But the thing is somewhere along, yeah, yeah, you have to commit to say, no, we're going to like, we're going to push into this. Yeah. So you would say in your relationship, you are the one that is not afraid of conflict. I'm a total pursuer. Yeah. Uh, and part of that can be an unhealthy thing of just like, Oh, well, if you, you're not okay, I'm not okay. Mm. Uh, kind of thing, you know, or if we're not okay, then I'm not okay. Uh, and that gets into identity, all that kind of stuff. And it's taken me definitely years to learn that like, no, okay. Because I, I care a lot about us. We're going to resolve this, but it's okay. If we take a little bit of time, usually for me, mm-hmm. think it through a little bit, maybe even have a you know journal or have a good conversation with Somebody that I can trust and say, hey, well, help me to see what I'm not seeing here mm-hmm. in myself. I think I'm also a pursuer type. So, and I think for me too, a lot of times I don't, 
like you said, process fully through. Mm-hmm. And so then I just pursue yeah. and it doesn't really turn out the best, you know? And so I think that's a big, important part of pursuing. I think it's, it's a definite positive trait because you're not afraid of conflict. Right. And, yeah. You don't want you really two withdrawers yeah. and just never do anything. You really can't move anywhere in any kind of relationship if, if you avoid conflict the whole time. It just stays the static place. Yeah. Um, but then also the, the withdrawal ha- withdrawer needs to learn how to to handle mm-hmm. talking about it and not avoiding it. So, yeah. but anyway, that it's was just part a of the deal. Point. I remember this was a month or two ago. I heard about this and it was a study that basically said, um, healthy and unhealthy relationships have pretty much actually the same amount of conflict stuff that comes up. Mm-hmm. The difference is what they do with it. It's mm-hmm. not about what, and sometimes I think we think, Oh, well really healthy relationships don't have any conflict. And no, it's the difference is hey, we can help make sure this doesn't just blow us up. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Well, and Chaplain Justin said, if you're in a relationship and you don't have conflict, then, then that means some real stuff is not being mm-hmm. talked about and you're not growing. That's really good. I really liked what Mark and Christy said about this because I feel like it's so helpful to remember that conflict in a relationship is not a bad thing. Sometimes, I think movies and TV shows paint a very different picture of a healthy relationship than what reality is, and one of those things is conflict management. I personally get scared of conflict, I worry it will make things worse, and I know other people might feel the same way, and I feel very blessed that I have a husband who continually shows me that talking about problems leads to solutions and less stress. So I really appreciated this from Mark and Christy. But now, we have to talk about something not so fun. But it's real and important, and it's something we do need to talk about. We're going to share a couple of conversations about a pretty sensitive topic. So if you've got really young ones, mm-hmm. kind of your call uh, on whether how close you want them around the radio. But we try to be really sensitive and careful, too. But it's, it's real. Um, this whole issue of human slavery still happens mm-hmm. today. Uh, and there's been more conversation about it this morning, especially that movie that came out this summer. Yeah. The Sound of Freedom. Yeah. One. Which you said totally wrecked you. You did. Like it just yes. moved you in such a way. Yeah. yeah. And you do. And you walk out of there reminded of how real this is, mm-hmm. that human slavery is very much a real thing. Uh, and then you also kind of walk out like, well, what do I do? Uh, you know, and the story is about this guy and what they're doing but then you're like what do i do in my neighborhood in my community and then you hear headlines even like this week they had a big bust and you're like you know it's happening that's right it's happening yeah, it's right definitely here. here in northwest arkansas and and i had a, a chance this is a actually a couple of years ago um interview i had with uh, jenny story she is the founder of hub of hope and they help uh, girls and guys but 98 percent are are female and they help them get out of uh, human slavery and just phenomenal conversation. And I just thought, man, our listeners need to hear some of this stuff yeah. because it's very educational and there's signs that you can look for to mm-hmm. help you recognize that this is happening. And, and throughout the morning, we'll help you know also what to do when you do see those signs. Yeah. And you know, it's a great resource. It's episode nine. Yeah. Episode nine of the brave place podcast. Yeah, So it's one I did a few years ago. It's not one of the most recent ones, but you can find it pretty easily. But uh, Jenny Sori, Hub of Hope, just such a great resource here locally. I thought this was really interesting. It hit home to me of that this is still very real right here in our community. She told the story about 
just kind of running into a situation? I was actually at a serving. Um, it was in a low-income area of, of our, our community. And while I was there, I was at the front of the serving line, and I saw a man and woman approach the table. And the man had his hand on the back of the woman's neck. My, my nanny always said, at the scruff of the neck. You know, it's a mm. very um, strong hold. Kind of controlling. It is. It's a controlling yeah. hold. Her eyes were downcast. She never looked up at me. They approached the table. I said, would y'all like to have some salad tonight? We're having salad and chicken. We're having some green beans and bread and dessert, but how about some salad? She would never looked at me. She never spoke, and he spoke for her and said, she doesn't eat that. Mm. I said, okay, how about some chicken or green beans? And he said, she's not going to have any of that. She's going to have bread and she's going to have dessert and so of course those are all red flags he's speaking for her her eyes are downcast um as they turned away from the table he actually had pulled her his hand down to the the back of her um right at the at the back and um it exposed her neck and on her neck was a tattooed barcode Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So we look for all those things. So you saw, you know, the downcast eyes, her not speaking, him controlling her, and then also what we call branding. And it's very common. It's an age-old tradition of slavery. Um, but traffickers still brand what they believe is their property today. That just, man, I'm like, that's, that's not only today, that's here <laughs> in our community. Like, yeah. it's still happening. Absolutely. And um, in, you can hear that interview at The Brave Place, which is on our website, klrc.com. It's also wherever you get your podcast. You can also listen to it super quick and easy through the KLRC app. Mm-hmm. Um, and just so you know, Hub of Hope, that that website is hubofhope.org. And you can definitely read more about yeah. all of this. And yeah, it's another way you can get involved and do something. One, mm-hmm. have our eyes open for situations, you know, that downcast eyes, those markers, those mm-hmm. things are really good to watch for. Uh, and then, yeah, listen to episode nine of the Brave Place podcast. I was also deeply moved after seeing the Sound of Freedom movie last month, but I felt a bit lost because I didn't know what to do, how to truly help and make a difference. That is why I am so glad KLRC is spotlighting this organization, Hub of Hope, so you can learn more and find ways to be involved in the fight against modern-day human slavery. And even just talking about this gets the slavery out of the shadows and into the light. And as more awareness grows, the more light we shed on this issue, the easier we can rally together to fight this. You can listen to Christie's podcast, The Brave Place, at klrc.com or in the KLRC app in the podcast section. Or you can listen wherever you listen to your podcasts, like Google or Apple, and it's episode 9 that she's talking about. Plus, I'll have a link in the description below for Hub of Hope. Now let's hear some of Robert's best breaks from this week. So this is something that we all do at one time or another. We say, oh, I'm good or I'm fine. Well, I'm Robert on 90.9 KLRC. And oftentimes when we tell people, yeah, we're good, we're fine, um, on the inside, we're totally not. <laughs> we're like, oh, if you really understood what was going on, I mean, it would take all day to explain it. And if you're feeling that way right now, just know that you can always take anything that's in your heart to God because he fully understands what you're going through.
I just love that reminder that we are on the winning team. I'm Robert on 90.9 KLRC. Now, I like to watch sports highlights. I don't really follow it as well as I used to when I was younger. I'm just too busy. But, man, I love basketball. And, you know, when somebody wins the championship, the whole team gets a ring. It doesn't matter if you were on the bench the entire season. You get that championship ring. So, in terms of the bigger picture, if we zoom out and look at what Jesus has done for us, Jesus has been the only one on the court. He won the ring. We've all been on the bench, but we get a ring too. 90.9 KLRC, and I'm Robert. And after 12 years of marriage, I realize I am still scratching the surface. There is still so much more to learn. And my wife, man, she's teaching me things. The other day, I was pretty stressed out. I had a huge to-do list. And she said, okay, let's just breathe this one out. And she said these words, what can I take off your plate today? And that made a huge difference for me. And maybe that's something that you can say to your spouse. What can I take off your plate today? I just loved that last break, especially as we've been talking about anniversaries, marriage, and healthy relationships. Asking how we can help our partner is a small but powerful gesture. I try to do that for my husband, especially since he works more than I do, trying to find ways to lighten his load and make him feel loved, especially if he comes home after a long day. And you know, actions like that become contagious. There's been a few times where he's figured out ways to take things off of my load. And that's the beauty of a healthy relationship, working as a unit like God created. Keeping with the theme of wedding anniversaries, up next is Anson and Kara from The Drive Home. So on Friday, my wife and I, we celebrated our 16th wedding anniversary. Aw, congrats. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just reflecting on this. Uh, Anniversaries are kind of a funny thing, I feel like, because (laughs) in the first few years of our marriage, it kind of felt like there was a fair bit of pressure oh, to yeah. do certain things to celebrate. It's you know, kind of a big deal. Yeah. So our, our celebrations were pretty consistent, right? Yeah. Like we get a gift for each other, Aww. maybe we go out to eat, we do a fun joint activity, and all of that's well and good. Like nothing sure. wrong with any of that at all. But things have evolved a little bit <laughs> yes. now that we're like 16 years into this thing. Fair. Like the variance from our year to year anniversary celebrations has yes. increased. It's gotten a little wider. <laughs> okay. Like last year. We literally took a trip to Scotland. Oh, yeah. It was yes. a big, huge anniversary celebration. 15 Epic. years, went to Europe. That's fair. This year, we sat in bed and read a book. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and I here's think, the thing, Kara. Yeah. That was fun, too. I think that sounds fun. Yeah, I mean, maybe not quite as fun as I Scotland, mean, but still. Yeah. <laughs> still. They're just as special. Yeah. So Anson, I've I've mentioned before that depression is something that I've struggled with on and off for a good part of my life. And so I always appreciate when someone else shares about their story and their journey with this. I think that's so important when it comes to depression too, because it can be such an isolating thing. You feel so alone. So when other people speak honestly about their experiences, it's really helpful. It's one of the most helpful things ever. And that's why I wanted to share this today that was encouraging to me from actress Kristen Bell. If you have kids at home that watched Frozen a million times, think Anna. Mm -hmm. That's Kristen Bell's voice. She plays a lot of like happy characters Uh, and things mm -hmm. in her movies and, and voiceovers and all of that. But I love what she said, being very open about her own struggle with depression. She said, what I would say to my younger self is don't be fooled by this game of perfection that humans play. Mm. She said, because Instagram and magazines and TV shows, they strive for a certain aesthetic and everything looks beautiful and people seem like they don't have any problems. Right, yep. But everyone is human. Everyone has problems. 
Everyone feels yucky on the inside sometimes. Never feel embarrassed or ashamed about who you are because there are people out there to help and we're all just human and you can do it. As a parent, there are a few key phrases that I find myself uttering more than any other. Uh-huh. One of those on that list is, no, please don't wipe your hands on that. Oh, yes. Happens constantly. <laughs> Wiping hands on your shirt oh. or your pants or yep. your dress or the table or, or the on couch. me or oh, the yeah. dog or yeah, literally anything literally, yeah. other than just using a, a napkin. napkin. Paper towel. Fair. You know, those things literally invented That's... to wipe your hands on? Yeah. <laughs> this happened to a mom out in California. Her name is Kristen. She took her two-year-old to her friend's wedding. Uh-huh. So at the reception after the wedding, Kristen takes her two-year-old daughter, Jaina, to eat her dinner. After that, they go to meet the bride. Yeah. She pulls out her phone because she's thinking, you know what? My daughter is probably going to react like crazy to this beautiful wedding dress. Oh, yeah. And so I want to get a reaction. So she turns on her phone, leads Jaina up to the bride and says, here, say hello. And Jaina, instead of saying hello, walks up to the bride, picks up a corner of her dress and <gasps> wipes her face <laughs> on the white wedding dress no! to get the sauce off of her face oh, no. and Kristen this poor mom says like she was just absolutely like mortified <laughs> you know apologizing profusely oh, I'm so gosh. so sorry oh. credit to the bride by the way she handled it super well oh. it didn't leave behind much of a stain anyway oh, she was gosh. totally chill and kind about the whole ordeal <laughs> unlike the internet by the way who like was way more bridezilla than the actual bride oh. saying like you should never take your kids to weddings and oh, come should on. always keep them away from the bride and yada, 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 oh, like getting whatever. all angry about it. That's silly. They handled it super well. Oh, um, good for them. But I, as a fellow parent, I just, I, you sympathize. I felt for this mom so much. Anson is so triggered right now. I really am. I am so relieved to hear that the bride did not lash out at the kid for potentially staining her dress. People can get crazy when it comes to weddings. Makes no sense to me. I think the most important thing about a wedding is the two people making lifelong vows together. It's a tiny window into the relationship we have with God, and that is priceless. Thank you so much for listening to this week's wrap-up. Join me next week as we catch up on things you might have missed during the week. Until then, have a great weekend.